first thing you would do in real life is figure out, I don't know, do I? Like, what sort of guy is that? What, what's he like? I had a friend who actually once compared uh, um, uh, lazy uh, 21st century evangelism to uh, showing up at someone's house and saying, hey, I just got back from a trip and I met the person that you need to marry. And um, yeah, actually, I, I, um, I brought a minister with me. They're, they're standing right out here. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do this. Oh, they're standing right outside. And so I'm going to introduce you to real quick and then we're just going to go ahead and get you married. And it's like, it, it skips over the whole entire, like, the weight and gravity of giving our lives to God is, is such that we're, we're talking about taking all of your values, all of your choice-making decisions, uh, everything that you use to uh, move through your life, and the way that you, you put the parts of your life that will fail if it is put on the wrong place. If you, if you are faithing in the wrong faith, you, you will actually destroy your life. And we, we, are, we are trivializing that by saying, oh, no, it's okay. We'll just work, work out the details. We'll, we'll fix it in post, you know, more push-ups. Um, and, and so like, we, we have this entire Bible that is a very lengthy discourse on who exactly God is. And so when we sit down to read the Bible, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's probably good to, to discover like maybe some things we need to do for ourselves and maybe some reactions we ought to have. But the, the first and foremost thing we need to discover is who, who he says he is in, those, uh, in, in these discourses and these exchanges. Um, I, I would actually say like there's a, there's a step that we also need to take when we study the Bible, which is uh, it's a preparation. Uh, what do you guys do to prepare to study for tests for school? What do you guys do? You what? <laughs> All right, but like, but even even like that—that's the actual right. act of studying. What do you do to prepare for the act of studying? You, you listen to the teacher, okay? All right, so you uh, you pull together materials to uh, to help you out with that whole thing. I'll, I'll ignore the whole cheat sheet idea, but I, I'll. I mean, even if you're getting a cheat sheet off Amazon, you are pulling together materials to prepare look, for this exam. Dude, I, I I had a Bible test once, and the 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 test was open book, open notes, open on a internet. Bible test? No, it was no. The, the the book was open book, open notes, open internet. I was like, so Google, and they're like, yeah, Google. And I Googled one of the questions verbatim, and I found the entire stinking test online. And, and so I was like, that actually feels like I would be violating some sort of cheating rule if I just went ahead and used this test that I found here online. Uh, but but like but finding appropriate materials. Yes, that's actually a, that would actually I would say it's probably, probably a good way to prepare for a test. What else do you guys do to prepare yourselves to study for a test? You take notes. Or that that's during the studying though, right? Or or during the original class? Oh yeah, you yeah, you take notes during the original class. That's good. And so you like but you uh so that then to prepare you would act, you would have to know where your notes are, right? You would have you would have those materials laid out someplace. Uh do you, do any of you have like a specific place? you go to study? My room. Your room. Okay. Anybody else have a specific place you go to study? Yes. Uh, I would, uh, the kitchen or, kitchen or your room. Um, I, I, had a, I had a very specific chair I would sit in when I studied in high school. And when, when I was doing like college stuff, it was, it was this one this one spot in my house that looked out through a window and I could distract myself a little bit if I wanted to, but it was also a little bit secluded so I could actually just focus and study. Um, 
how much uh, how much audiovisual distractions do you allow yourself when you're studying for 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 tests? So like like YouTube is on, YouTube is off, Instagram on, Instagram off. Which one? That that was a that was a binary question. Is it on or off? I would actually say for both of those, there's actually no right answer because some people's brains are wired differently and actually require a little bit of like. AV stimulus in the room to help deaden some of the uh, some of the internal noise and make it po more possible to actually study. Which, yeah, which, which if it's you, you get it. If you don't, if it's not you, don't worry about it. It's still maths, just fine. Um, yes, yeah, I, I. One of one of my children cannot sit down to study. If he sits down to do homework, he will get every question wrong. If he is able to stand up and turn around in circles and juggle cats and things like that, he, dude, he does great on his homework. It's like, and he gets done fast too. But if I say like, no, you sit down and you look like a child who is studying, it stinks. But yeah, uh, so I, I see all that to say, when you prepare to, to read the Bible, you need to actually have a plan. You need to have a plan of attack. You need to like say, I'm going to spend X, Y, Z amount of time. And I would say, if, if it is not a, a, a thing you do regularly, that what you need to do is short the time that you that you say you're going to spend so a little bit of time. Yeah, even though even though Andy said like you know read the whole story, make sure it's not the book of Job. Make sure it's not Psalm 119. Make sure that it is not 17 Bible pages long, which is like 17 Bible pages is like all of 1 Corinthians. You know, that's, that's, that's a lot to read and di digest at once. Nobody ever succeeded at this by going from not doing anything to, you know, like 30 minutes a day, all right. just in one go. No, no, yeah. no don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. So, so have a plan. Start off, start off with achievable goals to begin with. Uh, Prepare your mind. One of those things like, like, like what Andy was talking about is like prepare yourself for the fact that, that these cultures are going to be different in the Bible. The, the Bible is an Eastern, it, it, like the, the culture that it was written in is an Eastern culture. We are a Western culture. Our cultures are very, very different. Uh, when uh, I, I had a friend who was a missionary in Indonesia and he said he ran into a thing where like whenever a teenage boy and a teenage girl want to go someplace, when, like one of their uncles or the aunties or someone like that will follow along behind them everywhere they go. And they assume that if there's not a chaperone, that, that what is natural to happen is for natural, uh, natural uh, situations to occur afterwards. And that they have not done a bad thing. The people who did a bad thing was leaving them unattended, which is an Eastern culture thing. It's completely foreign to us because we're like, no, practice self-control. And they're like, have a chaperone. And so it's like the two separate cultures. And so- group's responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And so prepare for the culture to be different. And a really big preparation you need to make is prepare for it to be weird. Prepare for the Bible to say things that will be odd or strange or that you will not understand. Uh, we, we, have, we have spent the last, I think, month and a half digging through just the first couple of chapters of Genesis and the flood and Babel. And we've, we've picked out probably about four hours of content of stuff that is just absolutely bizarre and weird. And if you're actually reading it with your eyes open, you'll, you'll look at it and say like, why is this, why is this, why is this, why is this? 
Uh, and if you like, if you say like, oh, but it's, it's the Bible, and you put it in this like this little like happy like clean box in your head, what you're doing is you're you're preventing yourself from actually seeing the things that are there, because if you're able to see the things that are there, it gives you a, the ability to ask a question. And another thing you need to prepare yourself for is to not have an immediate answer. Uh, if you ever ask Andy any question about the Bible, I guarantee you he will give you a full answer. I guarantee you he will give you a well-researched answer. And I can almost guarantee you that he will not give you an actual answer. Uh, as in like one that like, like concludes with saying, therefore, the answer to your question is and define it for you. Because what... Well, and, I feel and, attacked and, right now. Well, I mean, like... I didn't say it was inaccurate. I said I feel attacked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've talked with your Sunday school class, man. <laughs> so for, for y'all's reference, in my Sunday school class, we spent about a month where we weren't allowed to answer questions. Like, we would read a passage, and, and we'd be like, ask all the questions about the pa passage, and then I wouldn't let anybody answer any of the questions. Because we spend so much time being like, no, 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 we have to, we have to show God's okay and give him an answer right now. Like, like, no, 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 let's just get comfortable. Sometimes there aren't answers and we need to be okay with that. They appreciated it now, but they were not happy at the time. So uh, just, just from, from, your, from your knowledge of like, may, maybe like the creation story in the book of Genesis or the flood or Cain and Abel or any of those stories there, uh, what are some, what are, where do you suppose there might be some questions that are there that need to be asked or at least that the brain wants to ask because it doesn't make sense. As you look back and like God creating stuff, stuff being made, there being a man and a woman and the no-no fruit and they ate the no-no fruit and they had to leave and fig leaves or something. Ask all the questions. God's got his big boy pants on. He can take it. Yeah. So, um, so when when when, uh, when Cain murdered Abel, this is this is the most recent question in my mind that like I st it still bothers me. When Cain murdered Abel, and God found Cain and said, no, "His blood's crying out to me from the ground." When Cain murdered Abel, uh, Cain was afraid. He said, but when people find out that like you know like that I I killed somebody, they're going to come by and they're going to kill me. What's a, what's a question that the brain wants to ask there? He just killed his only sibling. Yes. It, it lists his only sibling there. <laughs> and that's, that, that's what the story says. The, the story has only mentioned one sibling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, they're old, right? <laughs> See, there's, right, there's the question. Like Y'all are both going at the question, which is, who are you afraid is going to kill you? Yes, the, the question as is, as who know, is he afraid of? other people on the whole planet. Yeah, who, who's Cain afraid of? And then it goes on to talk about how, like, you know, God made a provision for him. If someone killed them, God would make sure they yeah, got killed bit. worse um, or something. And, yeah. then, and then Cain went out and found a wife. Yep. There we go. I just, I just saw the eyebrows go, huh? Uh -huh. <laughs> it's just like, where did his wife come from? Okay, these are questions. <laughs> That people theorize all the time. Very people who spend their entire lives like they're they're the 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 the, the productive part of these Maybe people's lives. The productive part of these people's lives is to like try and answer these questions, to theorize, to research within the the record of archaeology. All of these things, uh, like they've even gone through the Human Genome Project, just trying to answer that question. And uh, um, th these are people who they don't have an answer. 
And so we, we, we go from that, that curiosity point then, and it's something we'll do pretty much every time we ask this question whenever we record a podcast, is what effect will an answer on this question have on the actual point that you're reading in the story, which comes back to why you have to answer what is the point of what I just read. And when you read the point of like Cain and Abel, one of the, one of the points that we uh, concluded was that uh, the effect of sin was it kept Cain from being able to do his job, which was uh, to uh, till the earth, to bring, bring forth produce from the ground by the sweat of his brow. And now he's not going to be able to do that because God said, nope, it's not going to make any more fruit for you. You're going to have to have a different life now. And so one of the effects of sin is that we aren't, we're, it makes us unable to do our work, yeah, our job. Yeah, no, he, he, it, it wasn't going to produce uh, anything for him anymore because he poisoned the ground with his brother's blood. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so in any case, uh, the point of, like, so with the point of that, that being the point, how much effect of does, will, where does Cain's wife come from have on that point? I, I, hear, I hear someone saying not much effect at all. It's, it's really not going to have much effect at all at all. I'm like, it's good to ask the questions. And, and we need to have permission to ask the questions. And now, let me ask you this. It's even okay to want to find an answer to the questions. Like, yeah. As, the problem isn't that you want to know. That's, that's cool. Go find out. I know tons, about, tons of stuff that does not matter at all. Yeah. I just think it's cool. But as long as you understand that it's not going to change the main point, this isn't going to change the main point. I'm just curious. Okay, then go ask that question. You knock yourself out. There's tons of cool stuff out there. Yeah. So I'm mean, like, you, you, if you read through the the initial creation story, there there are people who, when they read the creation story, they say, well, because science says this, then I conceive of creation having needed a a, a big explosion at a singularity where all better happened from a thing and then stuff formed and what a blah 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 blah. And so they will approach the the creation myth within the Bible as uh, as an analogous story, as a metaphor for a thing that God made happen a, a different way. And then there's some people who believe that the earth is exactly like 8,000 years old and they'll approach it this other way. The cool thing is that like, when we read the creation story, the point is not how long it took creation to happen. The point is that God made creation happen and that God is so big, so strong, so powerful, so just, and so, so mighty, he was able to actually create goodness into his creation as he told it to exist and it, it obeyed. Uh, so um, it's, it's, it's important to ask, ask these questions. And it's also really important when you realize that the main point doesn't have to settle in on these things that we disagree about, that we don't have to ruin our friendships with other people about the things we don't agree about. Um, I know that's a controversial thing to say in the year 2022, that you can like someone that you disagree with, but I mean, like I, all of my social media says otherwise, because my social media will only allow me to talk to people who social media thinks that I agree with. What are some good resources, Andy? Uh, to, to close out, just as, as a last question, what, what are some good resources that you would use uh, if you want to, like, like, like we were talking about, like having a cheat sheet? Oh, gosh. 
So, uh, like, you know, like, because I, for me personally, I, I like to, like, be able to Google the word concordance because I can spell concordance. It's one of the longest words I know how to spell. Um, <clears throat> when, when, I'm get, when I'm getting stuck and feeling like, wow, that's a really basic word. Like, I was, like we were, we were studying the fruit of the Spirit, and the word goodness happened. And I was like, oh, it's a long word. How do I teach about goodness? You know, and so, like, I, I looked up goodness in a concordance. I got a lot of really good stuff out of it. It's like, wait, you know, in this, in this context, it means this. In this context, it means this. It can mean, you know, they have 17 different synonyms for what goodness can actually mean. Um, that's one of the things that, one of the resources that I'll, was that? It, no, it, it, well, yes and no. <laughs> yes, some, some of them were complicated. Some of them were like, how did you get that out of goodness? It's like, it's like turkey bacon. No, that's not goodness. Um, but turkey bacon is not goodness in, in a concordance. Um, I, I, I would say like, you know, like stay away from just straight Googling stuff. Yes, there's a lot of stuff online that is bad. So the, the problem is that how this is supposed to work is... You go read stuff, you have a question, you go to church and ask somebody. Okay, yeah. Like, that, that's the whole reason, not the whole reason, but it's one of the, you know, like, two, three main reasons we have a church is so there'll be other people to talk to about this and to bounce ideas off of. And if you need to work on getting better at reading the Bible, which is a skill, which, like, every other skill requires practice, then there are people there to do that with you. So, I mean, the, the right answer in theory is come ask a question. Yeah, and, and find someone who, who you trust will give you uh, a, a satisfactory road forward. So if someone, just <clears throat> if someone just gives you an answer and says, well, if you're asking about that, the answer is this. There, there, yes, there's sometimes when you, you, you need an answer, like where's the bathroom? Like don't, don't tell me about how the floor was built so I can find the path to the bathroom. Just tell me where the door is because I, I'm, things are about to get a little bit moppy up in here if we, if we don't get an answer to this question. Uh, but there, there's other things like, you know, if, 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 if someone asks me like, how is the toilet designed? I don't know, but let's, let's look it up together. Um, and then you discover, like, well, I'm not going to get into that, but the, the name of the man who actually designed the first one, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> His name became a cuss word. <laughs> not, not, not like a deep cuss. It's like what's called a rude word in my house. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> on that note. <clears throat> All right. And, um, yeah, so I, I would say, like, also, like, if you have a, a good study Bible, those will, those will oftentimes have some really good insights. Uh, so, sometimes be, like, some... some um, some soft pitch answers for, for some ideas, but they'll also have like the little linkages to go see where this idea or this word is found in another part of the Bible. So you can go see where that same word is used. Uh, if you have more time set out to study the Bible than your original uh, goal was. Uh, how many times would you say that you guys want to read the Bible a week? Like how many days? Like, if you, if you knew that you would actually accomplish that, that number during the week, what, what would it actually be? There's some people What's trying that? to decide whether or not to lie. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like which answer makes me look like a good person? What? Sunday and your three days off? That's right. fair. That's four days. Good. All right. Is it, but, do you know why that's a good answer? It's really fair. It's an accomplishable goal. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's honest. It's, legit. it's because like you can actually see how you can plan those moments into those days. Like per day, per week, per month. That seems impractical. Um, it would be very difficult. 
and it would be hard to absorb use, usable information with that. But I'm talking about frequency, not not just like how how much of the Bible do you want to read. I mean, like how often do you want to read the Bible? At least one time a week. All right, cool. All right. What about, what about the rest of y'all? Like, we are not reporting back to your parents and saying, Lillian only wants to study the Bible 15 times a week. Slacker. Speak for yourself. I'm videoing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually videoing this. He's not this. actually. He's, he's texting his wife. I'm actually not. I'm just holding my phone in a menacing manner. I'm not actually doing anything on it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Anna. <laughs> Three times? Good. All right. How about you? What's that? You can say three. It's a, three's not taken now. You don't have to pick, pick a different number. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. All right. I, for the for the new person who just walked in, I, I actually have a, like a interesting bit of trivia for you. Did you know that it is impossible to bite your tongue and smile at the same time? No. <laughs> <laughs> she she started to for just a split second, <laughs> and I turned my phone on. <laughs> let's let's see what kind of picture I got on that one. Blurry, darn. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. Guys, thank you so much for, for uh, taking part in this and for participating. Thank you for, uh, for tolerating the microphones in the room. And for everybody who's listening to this um, uh, on the internet, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us as we actually talk with like live humans uh, over all of these things. And uh, we will talk to you next time on the Unimposter Podcast. <laughs>